Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We heard a couple of weeks ago about the Tulane economic impact study on Mardi Gras. The numbers, uh, for all intents and purposes, seem to be huge. And here to talk about it is Tony Weiss, Tulane professor, Schloss, senior professor of practice, executive director of classroom engagement, and Kelly Schultz, senior VP communications and PR with New Orleans and company. Folks, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hey, Noel, good morning. Good morning, Kelly. So, Tony, um, we've done this study a couple of times, I think three or four times. uh, And uh, let's start with what makes this study any more remarkable as it relates to the numbers? uh, Um, Yes. Um, Cut out for me for a moment. But, yeah, so this has been my fourth study. I did the first one in 2009. I... repeated it in 2011, and then updated that in 2014. So this is the first time since 2014 that I have done this study, and the numbers are significantly greater than they were um, nine years ago. And a large part of that is a much better data collection, a much more robust um, uh, effort to, to collect the data, and in so doing, was able to to recognize significantly greater economic impact for the city. So a, a, a lot of folks, when we hear about the economic impact as it relates uh, $891 million in total direct and indirect impact and that it, it accounts for 3.07% of GDP, a lot of folks are not really um, familiar with those economic terms, if you could kind of explain that to us. Sure. So when we think about economic impact, we're talking about like the just the economic activity in um, in the city. So thinking about the amount of money that's being spent here, we're thinking about the jobs that are created because of Mardi Gras, and not just directly related to Mardi Gras, but then the spin-off effects, the multiplier effects that happen because of the original expenditure in Mardi Gras. So that's coming from within the city, so all the crews and the crew members and the local citizenry spending money on Mardi Gras, and then all the tourists that are coming in. And every one of those dollars spits off additional dollars of economic impact. Um, Example, uh, artisans that earn money um, creating the floats, they go out and they spend those dollars on other um, things within the city. So those dollars just keep rippling through, increasing the the overall economic activity in the city. And then, of course, all of that spending creates um, tax dollars that flow into the city. One of the things that was really struck me is, um, well, let's start this way. 
a lot of folks, we think about Mardi Gras as a two-week season, right? And those that are attending and everything else. But truly, this is an annual economic and business event, correct? Exactly. And so the moment that Ash Wednesday is over, then the crews are starting again to look towards the next Mardi Gras. And think about all the prep work that has to happen. You go out on a parade. I mean, that they didn't just throw that together. There was a lot of work that had to happen before that got there. In addition, crews have functions throughout the year. It's not just that one time of Mardi Gras. And so that contributes to the economic activity. And tourists come all through the year. And even if it's not Mardi Gras, you see um, tourists in the French Quarter in May wearing beads. I mean, I, I think there's a portion of their spending that you have to account for Mardi Gras and, and and assigned to Mardi Gras because it's what Mardi Gras, the brand that it brings to the city that helps bring tourists all through the year. When we think about a particular economic activity in a vacuum, are there uh, many that have the economic impact that Mardi Gras has? I don't think so because in, like one-time events, like people have been talking about the the economic impact of Sugar Bowl or when, you know, Super Bowl is going to be coming to the city next year. I don't remember. It's going to be yes. coming to the city. That has a huge impact for the city, but it really is a one-time event. And Mardi Gras, as we just said, right, it happens throughout the year, and it helps define the city in a way that some of these other events and creates jobs throughout the year that these one-time events don't create. So Mardi Gras really this, is unique in that way. You've looked at this a number of times, and I was uh, on, I think it's on page 16 of, of your report, no, page 20 of your report, you itemize direct expenditures on Mardi Gras. And I've, you know, being the sheriff, former sheriff working in law enforcement, I've been around Mardi Gras my entire adult life. And I, w I was blown away by these numbers, that the crews annually spend over $65 million themselves. Mm -hmm. The crew members spend over $152 million um, themselves. I mean, you're talking about uh, a spend well over uh, $210 million annually uh, by just the crews. And that's a finite number, right? There's, there's not that many of them. And right. When you and think about this, this spend, I mean, it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. And I think that goes to just showing how important Mardi Gras is to the, the fabric of this city. So I got those numbers through surveys. Right. I didn't I didn't make them up. I sent out surveys to all of the crew captains and asked them to talk about what they spend money, their expenditures. And I sent, um, asked them to send surveys out to their members. And over 2,000 members responded. Now, a number of those um, responses I couldn't use. You know, you have to kind of clean the data before you can use right. it. But over 1,300 responses were, were usable that I could get some averages from and then help extrapolate up to the total number of, of crews and members to get those 
that kind of spending. And you have to be careful, right, that there isn't double counting because a crew member pays dues, a crew or the crew organization takes those dues and spends it. And so it's important to to eliminate that double counting, um, which I I believe I did through the data analysis. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's substantial. Yeah, and um, I, I I can tell you I ride in Orpheus, and and there are some years this year uh, being one. I actually made the comment the other day to my wife. It might be cheaper for us to just throw dollars than it is to throw beans. <laughs> 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 I mean, we're kind of we're kind of getting to that point and that and then you could have a real ripple effect in the economy if you, just, you know, keep is, it rolling if yeah, you just that's true i mean i think people don't recognize the amount of investment that people make when they ride and again from a kind of a uh, economist perspective you have to pay attention to some of those substitution effects so you could say all right you spend a crew member spends a decent amount of money in order to ride, um, the dues, the parade package, all of that. If if Mardi Gras didn't exist, where would those dollars go? And I think we have to recognize that some of those dollars would still be spent locally. But because Mardi Gras is, is such an essential part of of New Orleans and of people's lives, right? Just generation after generation, I think that counterfactual doesn't work as well when we think about Mardi Gras. To think about, well, if Mardi Gras didn't exist, what would happen with that spending? Yeah. Um, Kelly, uh, uh, Senior VP, Communication and PR with New Orleans and Company, on that same expenditure graph that was provided by Tony in the report, out-of-town visitors lodging, $84.2 million. Out-of-town visitors non-lodging expenditures, $57 million. Uh, and then local citizenry uh, reaching into their pocket just to put on their little show on the parade route, almost $8 million. I mean, when you, when you, these numbers to me are staggering. They, they are staggering, and that's why we're so grateful to Professor Weiss and our partners at the uh, Mayor's Mardi Gras Advisory Board for helping bring the, this data to life. And, you know, a lot has happened in our industry since 2014, and so to have these new numbers and to have the, the numbers um, to have increased so much, it really says a lot about what big businesses Mardi Gras is to our city. Um, as Professor Weiss said, it's not just these couple of weeks, it's, it's all year round. And for us, you know, as a destination marketing organization, we're constantly getting questions from members of the local media, but also the, the national and international media. We're working with so many different media outlets right now to tell the story of Mardi Gras and what it means for us. And often their first question is, what is the economic impact? How, exa- how big is this exactly? And so having this new data um, it really is important for us to be able to tell that story. And not only is Mardi Gras important economically, but it's hugely important from that brand perspective and the goodwill and the feelings that people get when they come here 
You know, I, we often hear of people who are visitors and come to the city to experience Mardi Gras, and then they want to move here, or they end up moving here. So there, there's so much value um, economically, there's so much value culturally, and it gives us a great opportunity to tell these stories and, and market the city to get visitors here from around the world. And and I don't mean this as a a criticism, but I I just wanted to throw this out and get the reaction of both uh, you, uh, Tony, as well as Kelly. As I was reading the report, the thing that occurred to me is that we have a a fairly laissez-faire attitude about how we do everything in and around Mardi Gras. And my, my gut tells me, having been on the inside looking out, we don't really treat it like uh, a collection of business entities and business enterprises within a very important economic silo in the overall economy of our area. And um, I mean, we, we just, I don't see that there's a, a huge business approach to this. And as I read the report, I'm like, God, if these numbers are where they are, where we're not really treating it like this really important business entity, I wonder what it could be, where the number could lie. Your thoughts? You know, it's interesting, and and Kelly might have a different take than I do, but is that a criticism, or is that actually one of the things that makes Mardi Gras so impressive and so accessible to everybody, right? That it isn't, it hasn't been commercialized in the way that so many other Activity. Well, I'm not really talking about commercialization. I'm really just talking about the the relationship between city government, these these uh, parades. I mean, so many. You know, you think back over the last ten years, almost every year, right on the cusp of the Mardi Gras season, we have a conflict. You know, who's going where, what, when, why, how? We we're doing inspections on floats. The uh, the code changes. Uh, they've got an issue going on right now with GFIs on floats, and, and there's not enough GFIs available in the whole metro area in order to support this. And, you know, and, and it's these things that, you know, we, we don't meet enough, I don't think, and, and do after action on, on what is required uh, to make things safer and just things like that. I'm not talking about commercialization because mm-hmm. I agree with you. I, I think um, – there's a part of that laissez-faire attitude that actually contributes to the whole feeling and culture of Mardi Gras. Yeah, you know, Neil, one of one of the things that, and you know this very well from your time as sheriff, but one of the stories we try and tell from New Orleans and Company is, yes, Mardi Gras is fun, but it's also big business. And and for those who have not been here before, you know, we we all know this as locals, but we try and educate outsiders that, Mardi Gras is one of the most technically complex things to pull off of any event in the planet. I mean, if you if you think about the fact that there are multiple days, multiple crews, multiple neighborhoods, they're all, you know, individuals or members of these crews who are funding it and making it happen. There's a tremendous amount of work from from first responders and police and our sanitation workers and public works and all of those people. I mean, this is not like a Super Bowl where you have one event for a couple of hours and it's ticketed in one venue. I mean, it really is remarkable if you think about the logistics that it takes to pull this off and do it so well, like New Orleans does it. And and that's one of the stories that we try and tell because, you know, 
We like to say that New Orleans is built to host major events better than Mm -hmm. any other city, and and Mardi Gras is really the ultimate example of that. Well, it's the thing that's most emblematic of it, and it's been tried and tested. Tony, so the observation about how big could it be? Gosh, I, I, you know, I, I would hate to put any kind of limit on it. I mean, I think, I think you want it as big as it can be, where people still continue to enjoy. And again, I think you know it's that greatest free show on earth, right? We want to make sure that it's accessible to everybody and that everybody can come out and have a great time. And, you know, thinking about the need to keep everybody safe and healthy and the city um, cleaned up, right? I mean, the government does, they put in a a big investment, right? This past year, it was over $10.5 million in, in taxpayers' dollars that went to help stage Mardi Gras. What my report shows then is that in doing that, they get, you know, a $2.64 return on every dollar that they spent, which is a huge return on investment. 164%, right? Yeah. So I I think that's something that we can all kind of get behind and recognize. I don't know, guys. You tell me, how many businesses can you get 164% return on your investment? Yeah, <laughs> pretty good. So, I um, you know, I want I, I hope that people help continue to understand that too. That that yes, it costs money, but what we make back, right? And we all and you know, you can think about the government as kind of all of us. So yeah, for sure. every every taxpayer dollar, more taxes are flowing in. Yeah. And and I think it writes the ship on a lot of the rhetoric and dialogue uh, about uh, this investment. And that's what I really enjoyed about the re- the report as, as well. Uh, Tony Weiss, thank you so much for joining us. And Kelly Schultz, you as well. Have a great week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All righty. We'll be right back, folks. 504-260-1870 on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. And when we return, we'll visit with Raphael Goyneci. Stay with us. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.